Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This will be the last podcast for a week or two. The Comic Web is going on vacation and won't return until the 18th. I'm not sure if we'll get the podcast up upon our return right away. Anyway, for this week, our podcast features an episode of Judy Canova called Judy Prepares to Go on a Summer Tour. It first aired June 26, 1948. From Hollywood, the Judy Canova Show. Brought to you each week by the Colgate Combat Peace Company, makers of Halo Shampoo to glorify your hair. And the new Super Suds with a carload of suds for fighter duds. The Judy Canova Show with Mel Blanc, Ruby Dandridge, Joe Kearns, Jess Kirkpatrick, Werner Felton, The Statesman, Charles Dan and his orchestra, and starring Judy Canova. Judy is going on a personal appearance tour. So, this afternoon, I went over to her house to say goodbye. When I arrived, she was busy packing her things, and I said, My goodness, Judy, you're certainly taking along enough perfumes in your trunk. Well, Howard, when I travel, I like to smell pretty. Well, this is rather embarrassing, Judy. I bought you some perfumes myself as a, as a going-away gift. Well, look at these. Ecstasy, My Sin, Mad Love, and Purple Passion. Gosh, didn't they have anything for a beginner? <laughs> Hey. in that primer class. <laughs> yeah. What's that uh, perfume you're wearing, Judy? Is that evening in Paris? No, afternoon in Woolworth's basement. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Say, Judy, isn't that rather strong perfume? I don't know, Hart, but this morning my bottle of Airwick went out in the yard for a breath of fresh air. <laughs> ah, you know, Judy, we'll miss you while you're gone this summer. We'll miss you something awful. Well, everybody says I'm something awful to miss. <laughs> Judy, I came over to kiss you goodbye. Okay, Howard. My lips are puckered. You know, Judy, you do have a very pretty mouth when you come right down to it. Well, what are you waiting for? Come right down to it. <laughs> Say, Judy, where don't are you going? Don't do it, eh? <laughs> Scared, eh? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Say, where are you going on tour this summer, Judy? Oh, I'm going all over the country, Howard. And for sentimental reasons, I'd sure like to go to Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C., huh? What for? Well, I'm like everybody else in this country. I'd like to be near my money. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, Judy, I hear your brother Zeke and sister Annie are going on tour with you. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm waiting for Pedro to drive me down to the station to meet him. Oh, well, here comes Pedro now. Well, I'll run along. See you later. Okay, goodbye, Howard. 
Pardon me for talking in her face, Senorita. <laughs> oh, hello, Pedro. Where have you been all morning? You knew I wanted you to drive me to the station. Well, Senorita, I would have come quicker, but I can't be where I wasn't. <laughs> if you want me to be where I am, unless I send my brother. <laughs> and he doesn't look like me. I see. Well, we gotta get started pretty soon. What time is it? I don't know, Senorita. There are two hands on my watch, and I don't know which one is right. Well, we gotta meet my brother and sister. They're coming in from the farm today. Oh, I've never been on a farm, Senorita. I know where milk and eggs come from, but where does butter come from? It's the same place milk comes from. Golly, it must be an awful job getting it. <laughs> Don't you know anything about farm life? Well, Senorita, one day I watched the chickens at my uncle's house. The chickens all walked into his living room. Into the living room? What for? My uncle was laying a carpet and the chickens wanted to see how it was done. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <clears throat> now get the car out and we'll go to the station. Gee. <laughs> information window I can acquire here. Howdy, mister. Can you tell me if the train from Cactus Junction got here yet? Uh, Cactus uh, uh, Junction? Yeah. Is, is that in the U.S. Uh, 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 United uh, uh, States? Um. Well, certainly it is. Uh, just look on your railroad map. Well, let's see now. Here's the uh, uh, Fruitville and uh, uh, Franistan and Fellowship um, uh, and uh, Fluorescent um, uh, Whistle stop. Well, you just keep looking. Now, I know Cactus Junction's on that map. Well, here's a rank of sort and a screaming and a phoenix. But I got a scram. Why do you have to go? Well, I got to go to a thread joint to wet my whistle. fella certainly wasn't any help. I'd better ask this other information clerk. Mister, do you know on what track the train from Cactus Junction arrives? Cactus Junction? Well, I never heard of it. That must be an odd place. Well, what's odd about it? I come from there. Lady, you're not helping your argument. <laughs> Mister, I know your trains run through Cactus Junction. I'm sorry, but you're mistaken. I am not. The engineer used to slow his train down at our house every day. What for? He'd give us a quarter, and we'd let him milk our cow while the cow walked alongside the train. <laughs> he milked the cow while the train was in motion? Yep. One day, the train started up with a jerk, and he homogenized everybody in the club car. <laughs> <laughs> Mister, you better take a look at your railroad map again. I know Cactus Junction's on your line. Well, let me see now. Hmm. Here's a small town near Beaver's Creek. I can hardly make out the name. It's this little red spot here. Uh, can you tell what it is? Yeah, it's a ladybug, and it's moving into Wisconsin. <laughs> Attention, everybody. Leaving on track six, the Horizon Limited. Coming in on track six, the Standard Express. Goodness, both on the same track. We lose more trains that way. <laughs> 
that train comes in at this station. I just gotta meet it. I've never seen anyone so anxious to meet a train. You're certainly bent on it, aren't you? No, I only walked this way when my guard has pulled me down. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I gotta meet Zeke and Annie Canova. They're going on tour with me. Canova? Then you must be Judy Canova. That's me. Well, here's a telegram that's been waiting for you. Oh, it's from my brother Zeke. Golly, I can't believe this. What does the telegram say? It says, Dear Judy, couldn't get Pullman reservations. Just gave birth to an old lady. Halo, everybody, halo. Halo is the shampoo that glorifies your hair. So halo, everybody, halo. Use halo shampoo if you want naturally bright and beautiful hair. Yes, soaping your hair with even finest liquid or cream shampoos hides its natural luster with dulling soap film. But Halo contains no soap. Made with a new patented ingredient, Halo cannot leave dulling film. Halo reveals the true color and brilliance of your hair the very first time you use it. Leaves it shimmering with glorious, natural highlights. And even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather. Halo carries away loose dandruff and dirt like magic. Needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Use Halo on your children's hair, too. Say hello to Halo Shampoo. Goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo at any cosmetic counter. And remember, soaping dulls hair, Halo glorifies it. So Halo, everybody, Halo. Halo Shampoo, Halo. Now back to Judy Canova, the statesman, and Judy's very unusual interpretation of Three Blind Mice. <laughs>
carry my things. Oh, Miss Judy, I'm glad you're here. I'm having trouble packing your trunk. Why? Well, I packed it up in the attic, but I had to jump on it to get the lid closed. Where's the trunk now? <laughs> Down in the basement. <laughs> oh, geranium, geranium. How could you do a thing like that? Oh, honey, you don't realize you're looking at 150 pounds of bone and muscle. Only 150? <laughs> yeah, the other 150 is ballast. Hey, Miss Judy, while you're on tour, is it all right if I take my vacation? Sure, Geranium. Are you going to Catalina Island again this summer? Yeah, Miss Judy, but I'm not going to take a trip on that glass-bottom boat again. No, it frightens me when I put my face up against that glass and look down at those fish. Why? <laughs> Honey, did you ever look at an octopus puss to puss? <laughs> Pretty frightened looking at those fish. Yeah, but I guess the fish is pretty frightened too. <laughs> Why? What makes you say that? Well, one of them looked up through the glass bottom at me and said, What's the whale doing on the surface? <laughs> Come in. Hey, lady, I've been ringing the doorbell for ten minutes and no answer. Whopping? <laughs> whopping? Yeah, whopping. Oh, oh, you mean what happened? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said, whopping. <laughs> hey, I got this telegram for you and I ring the doorbell all day. Whopping? <laughs> well, it's probably out of order. I'll get an electrician. Maybe he can find out what happened. <laughs> you talk like a character. <laughs> Telegram, the bell don't ring, I ask what happened. That's crazy people, I don't think. I ask what happened, nobody knows what happened. Geranium, I got a telegram from my sister Annie. Are they on the way, Miss Judy? Are they coming by Southern Pacific or Union Pacific? Says here, following your advice, taking the Cactus Junction train to Salt Lake City. We'll transfer that to the UP. Stop, 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 stop. Yeah, she must have been talking to some man. Oh. <laughs> My sister Annie promised Ma she wouldn't let any man kiss her till she's 21. Well, honey, how old is she now? She don't know. Ma won't tell her. Oh. <laughs> I wonder who that is. Come in. Hello, honey. I came to say goodbye and wish you luck on your tour. Oh, hello, Miss Pierce. Come on in. Gee, I'm glad you came over. Ah, honey, I'd like to be going on a vaudeville tour myself, just like I did in the old days. But I guess time has passed me by. Why, Miss Pierce, a big star like you is no has-been. Didn't the studios offer you a movie role recently? Yes, honey. But when they ask you to play the mother of C. Aubrey Smith, you're through. <laughs> <laughs> ah, then, I remember when I had a wonderful girlish figure. I played the ingenue roles in Chautauqua Stock Companies in Vaudeville. Tyler, you were in the middle of everything. I was, honey. And now I've got everything in the middle. <laughs> Judy, when you go on your tour this summer, who's going to take your place on the radio? It's going to be the old Saturday night favorite. Can you top this? Oh. Yeah, with Senator Ed Ford, Joe Lard Jr., Harry Hirschfield, Peter Donald, and Ward Wilson. Oh, they're wonderful. They sure are. I'm sure all your listeners will enjoy them very much. But, um, 
Where are you going on your tour, Judy? I'm going all over the United States. Golly, I sure hope I meet a lot of handsome fellas. Oh, honey, when it comes to men, I can take them or leave them. Where do you leave them? <laughs> all our lives, it's men. I wonder what we women would do without men. I hope I never find out. <laughs> Miss Fizz, I bet you had a lot of admirers. Oh, I sure did, honey. And no wonder. In 1910, I came out on the stage wearing a sensational bathing suit. It was a long sleeve jacket, sateen bloomers, and long black cotton stockings. <laughs> bathing suits certainly are different these days. Yeah, they sure are. Two bandanas and a hot water bottle. <laughs> going to appear in your act? Yeah, I'm waiting for him to come in from Cactus Junction. <laughs> Me and him's going to sing a few songs and cut a few didos for the folks. Well, what else will you do? Oh, we're going to tell all the people about Ma and Pa back home in Cactus Junction. Oh, that should be very interesting. Yeah, any part of our life back home is interesting. You know, I remember one day Ma was saying to Pa, Wake up, you lazy critter. <laughs> oh, gosh, Mom. Get up, Paul. You ain't had a bath in two weeks. Oh, Mom. Can't you just dust me off? <laughs> All you do is stay in bed and sleep. Think you're soiled. We'll open the window and nobody will notice it. Here now, Paul. Sit down and eat your breakfast. I warmed up that beef in some hot gravy. Horse Dovers. 
Them glad old sausage is on toothpicks. Getting away when you pick your teeth. Hey, look, Paul. Here comes Judy's dumb boyfriend, Lukey, up on the porch. He's coming to court our Judy. How to surprise my folks. A phonograph, Lukey? Well, what for? Well, Pa says my brother Buford's coming home with a criminal record and I want to have something to play. <laughs> Lukey, hmm? you've been a court in our duty now for two years. Do you figure on a marrying and a settling down to raise a family? Oh, Family? Yeah, ain't so family with Judy. Ain't you never heard about the birds and bees? Well, which one is she? <laughs> Lukey, you're the most stupid, ignorant bonehead in town. You're a moron. Well, that's one thing they can't blame on the Democrats. <laughs> Well, if you folks will excuse me, I'm going in the room and court Judy. My dingy dongies, I sure do love that star girl, boy. Well, Paul, let's get the chores, dead. You milk the goat, and I'll go see how many eggs and hens left in Grandpa's whiskers. <laughs> If they're getting so a body never gets no rest around here, no time. And Miss Pierce, telling folks about my family is the sort of thing me and Zeke and Annie are going to do on the tour. That sounds like a swell idea, Judy. But when do you expect Zeke and Annie? Oh, they ought to be in today. They said they were coming by way of Salt Lake City on the UP. They should have been here hours ago. Say, Miss Judy, your brother and sister here. Look, they're in a delivery truck. And they're climbing out of two packages. Climbing out of packages? Judy, didn't you tell them to transfer to Salt Lake City and come by way of the UP? They came by the UP, all right. Look what's written on the side of that truck. United Parcel. <laughs> A carload of suds for whiter duds from Th just one box of super suds. Say, that's what I want, suds. And that's what you get. A carload of suds from each box of super suds. Proved by an independent authority. Just one box of Super Suds can make 47,200 times its own volume in suds. Enough suds to more than fill a freight car with suds. Some suds. That's no other soap in the world can wash clothes whiter. Get out more dirt than Super Suds. 
And you need no bleach. Tell me more. A carload of suds to a box. So you know Super Suds is packed with power, but it's gentle to hands, easy on colors. Gives you sweeter-smelling washes, too. The sudsiest and best Super Suds of all time. I'm on my way. I'm going to buy a box of Super Suds and carry home a carload of suds for whiter duds. Super Suds, Super Suds, extra suds for whiter duds. No other soap can wash those whiter, get out more dirt or wash them brighter. Now back to Judy Canova and the sentimental Now is the Hour. again, and I want to take a second to thank the gang behind the scenes. My producer-director, Joe Ryan, and his associate producer, Vonna Bansky. My writers, Henry Hoople, Fred Fox, John Ward, and Vin Perry. My engineer, Eddie Miller. Bobby Conlon, who handled the sound effects. My announcers, Howard Petrie and Frank Graham. My orchestra leader, Bud Dance, and his fine musicians. My sister, Ann Canova, and Jack Barnett, who wrote all of my special material and original songs. My wonderful quartet, the sportsmen and the statesmen, and all the people who were part of our cast during the year. Gail Gordon, Hans Conry, Jess Kirkpatrick, Verna Felton, and George Neat. How about me, Miss Judy? Ruby Dandridge, my little old geranium. Well, you won't know me next season, Miss Judy. I'm going on a diet this summer. <laughs> well, don't be in a hurry. Remember, haste makes waste. Yeah, and if you get too much waste, you gotta wear a girdle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Senorita, I brought you a going-away present. Oh, Mel Blank. I, I mean, Pedro. <laughs> Here it is. A two-piece bathing outfit. What is it? A bathing suit? No, a pail and a shovel. <laughs> well, goodbye, Judy. <laughs> goodbye, Joe Kern. Oh, boy, I know it ain't much, but I bring you a box of your favorite chocolate. Oh, thanks, Lukey. Hey, but wait a minute. There's only half a box. Well, I know. They're my favorite, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I haven't missed anybody. I want you all to have a wonderful vacation. And let's make a date to be back here on October 2nd. In the meantime, please don't forget the two products that brought us together each week. Halo Shampoo and Super Sud, the bestest in the world. This is Judy Canova from Hollywood singing, Go to sleepy little baby, go to sleepy little baby. When... Colgate Dental Cream cleans your breath while it cleans your teeth. No other toothpaste cleans teeth better. Colgate's clean teeth thoroughly, safely, reveals natural sparkle and beauty. And scientific tests prove that in seven out of ten cases, Colgate Dental Cream instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. See if you don't agree with the millions who have made Colgate America's favorite toothpaste. After you eat and before every date, use Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth. Stay tuned to Kay Kaiser with his comedy of errors and the College of Musical Knowledge, which follows immediately. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Born Juliet Canova in Stark, Florida, Judy's show business career began with a family vaudeville routine. She joined her sister Annie and brother Zeke and their performances as the Three Georgia Crackers took them from theaters in Florida to a club in Manhattan. 
Judy Canova sang, yodeled, and played guitar. The standout in the family, she had once aspired to a serious musical career. Instead, she was typed as a wide-eyed, likable country bumpkin, often barefooted and wearing her hair in braids, sometimes topped with a straw hat, and her hayseed character developed as radio's female equivalent of comedian Bob Burns' Small Town Sage. When bandleader Rudy Valley offered her a guest spot on his radio show in 1931, The Fleischman Hour, it opened the door to a career that spanned more than five decades. The popularity of the Canova family led to numerous performances on radio in the 1930s, and they made their Broadway debut in the review Calling All Stars. An offer from Warner Brothers led to several bit parts before she signed with Republic Pictures. During her career, she recorded for the RCA Victor label and appeared in more than two dozen Hollywood films, including Scatterbrain, Joan of Ozark, and Lay That Rifle Down. The Judy Canova Show began on CBS in 1943. The show ran for 12 years, first on CBS, then on NBC, playing herself as a love-starred Ozark pumpkin, dividing her time between home and Southern California. Canova was accompanied by a cast that included voice master Mel Blanc as Pedro, using the accented voice he later gave to the cartoons Speedy Gonzalez and Sylvester the Cat. Ruth Perot as Aunt Aggie, Ruby Dandridge as Geranium, and Joseph Kearns as Benchley Botsford. The Sportsman Quartet joined the show in 1943 and backed Judy on most of her songs, and the Charles Dant Orchestra provided the rest, usually supporting Canova's Country Warble. With With a hit of her own show, Canova made frequent appearances on other popular radio programs of the day, especially those hosted by Abbott and Costello and Fred Allen. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.